The following message is brought to you by the teaching and preaching ministry of the Ambassador Baptist Church and Pastor Joshua Ermler. I want to say welcome to each and every one of you for being a part of our resurrection services here at Ambassador Baptist Church. And for those of us who are believers, this celebration really marks the crux of what Christianity is all about. We don't have a leader that just simply taught us a better way to live. Uh, We don't have a leader that just simply showed us a better way to walk. He lived life we could never live, died the death we should have died, and then in his resurrection rose from the dead, proving that everything he said and everything that he did was true. And today we have the opportunity to celebrate that magnificent, glorious reality. We're going to begin today in Genesis chapter number 1 and verse number 1. Thank you for being here, and I'm excited about kind of diving into a very unique service here at the Ambassador Baptist Church. But before we begin, how many of you have seen now on CNN, they're doing this show called Finding Jesus? How many of you are familiar with it? And talking to different folks, trying to kind of find out who exactly Jesus is, and it seems to be somewhat of a hot topic in the day and age in which we live. The subtitle is Fact or forgery, as if to somehow imply that maybe what many Christians believe about the person of Jesus may or may not be true. It wasn't too long ago that Time Magazine put a, what they believed, a picture of Jesus on their cover, and uh, they titled that particular article, The Search for the True Jesus, as if somehow there are believers and Christians who don't really know who he truly is based on the scriptures. A couple years ago, Discovery Channel uh, did a show, and it lasted several weeks, and the title of their show was, Who is Jesus Really? (laughs) I want to know, who who is he for reals? In fact, uh, the infamous Richard Dawkins, some of you would be familiar with The Atheist, uh, he wrote an article some time ago entitled, If Jesus was alive today, he would have been an atheist. The title of his article. And as we look in the world in which we live, we've heard what many authors think of Jesus. Uh, We see what many atheists think of Jesus in the day and age in which we live. As we watch these shows, we find out what many university professors and university presidents think of Jesus. We've heard what many clergy think of Jesus. If you've been around here any length of time, you know what I think or believe about Jesus. We know what churches believe about Jesus. We know what denominations believe about Jesus. But the question I want to pose to you today is simply this. What or who does the Bible say that Jesus is? Because that, that really is what matters, right? Not what a denomination or a preacher or a clergy or a professor or a so-called expert or archaeologist, but really, what does the Bible say that Jesus is, and who does the Bible say that Jesus is? And I've been pondering that question for the last few months, and then I came across Isaiah chapter number 55, verse 11, where the Bible says this, God's word will not return void. You say, what does that mean? It simply means that the Bible and the Bible alone can make an impact in the hearts and minds of people. That's what that verse is saying. And so as I was reading that verse and pondering the question, who does the Bible say that Jesus is? I came up with a, 
an idea, a very unique one that we're going to do this morning, all right? I've never done this before. In fact, I have never been in a service where a pastor has done what I'm going to attempt uh, to do this morning, and that is simply this. I'm going to preach what I'm going to call a scripture sermon. That is to say, the entire sermon that I'm about to preach after we're done praying will contain nothing but the Word of God. Um, Other than a little contextualization and and kind of some grammar things to make them fit together, I'll be adding no commentary. I'll be adding no stories. I will be adding no illustrations, no poems, no antidotes, no humorous jokes, no alliterations, no lists. Just the Bible. Nothing more, (laughs) nothing less. And we're going to go to the scriptures and ask the Bible, who is Jesus? Now, while this sermon will be packed full with tons of scripture and tons of Bible passages, the fact is, uh, based on the way we're structuring it, this sermon will be shorter uh, than my normal sermon. And so I didn't want you to think, if you're visiting with us today, Oh, he, that's, a, that's a short one, because I know you came here for a very long sermon, amen? And uh, you wanted a long one today. No, and I'm going to disappoint you, all right? This is not going to be the longest, but I believe it will hold as much scripture as any I've ever preached before. I want to say this before we begin. You are going to need to pay extra close attention in order not to miss the meaning and the message of these Bible texts, okay? So I promise I won't go long. But I do want to invite you, I want to ask you to really zone in for these next few minutes as we uncover who does the Bible say that Jesus is. Inside your service program, there is a sermon, or what I'm going to call a scripture index of all the scripture passages that I will be quoting today. I'd love for you to go back and study these passages on your own. And I'm going to be splitting this sermon into what I'm referring to as three acts. Okay, if I can call it that, just like the video referred to it as. Act 1 is going to be talking about the incarnation of Jesus Christ. And we're going to quote quote scripture verses on his incarnation. Act 2 will deal with the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And then Act 3 will deal with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so that's the pattern in which we're going to go today. So let's have a word of prayer. When I'm done praying, we will go directly to the Word of God. Shall we pray? Dear gracious and heavenly Father, I believe with every ounce of my being that your Word will not return void. That your Word will accomplish that which is sent forth to do. I claim that promise today, believing that your Word is more powerful than my eloquence The Bible is stronger than any psychological or intellectual philosophies that we could put forth. That your word, Lord, speaks louder than anyone's commentary about your word. And while there is a place for expounding and expository the text and and fleshing it out, Lord, I pray today that your word and the person of Jesus Christ will get front and center in your house today. I pray that if there's someone here today who does not have a personal relationship with God through your son, Jesus Christ, that today would be the day of their salvation, that as these scripture passages are shared, 
that your word would just penetrate like a dart into people's hearts and into their souls. I pray that many would know what it means to have a relationship with you, that they would know what it means, Lord, to see Christ, his life, his death, and his resurrection. I pray that you would bless this sermon in a way that only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. Act 1, the incarnation. Genesis chapter number 1, verse number 1. In the beginning, God. God created the heavens and the earth. And in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The Word was made flesh and and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. For by Jesus Christ were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible, invisible, whether there be thrones or dominions or power. All things were created by Jesus and for Jesus. For in Jesus Christ dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And Jesus said, I and my heavenly Father are one. And so God was manifest in the flesh, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of by the prophets. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. By Adam, sin entered into the world, and death by sin So death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way, they are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Feed are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the ways of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him. Jesus Christ, the iniquity and sin of us all. We are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness is as filthy rags. We all do fade as a leaf, and our sins, like the wind, have have taken us away. You know not what shall be tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. 
As for man, his days are, are like the grass. The wind passeth over it, and it's gone. To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to build up, and a, a time to break down. A time to dance, and a time to mourn. A time to laugh, and a time to weep. A time to be born, and a time to die. It is appointed unto man once to die. And after this, the judgment. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. <laughs> if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend at even just one point, he is guilty of all sin. As a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For the wages and punishment of sin is death. And the Lord will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from ye, ye that work iniquity. And death and hell will be cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. And they shall be cast into outer darkness where there shall be weeping and, and gnashing of teeth. Where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. But to him that is joined to the living, there's hope. For the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, for where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. For God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. Act 2, the crucifixion. But Christ was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Then Pilate said unto the multitude, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? And they all said unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil has he done? 
But they cried out even the more, saying, Crucify him! Crucify him! Then answered all the people and said, Let his blood be on us and on our children. And so, when he had scourged or whipped Jesus, Pilate delivered him to be crucified. And they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And when they had made a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and they placed a reed in his right hand and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him and took the reed and smote him on the head. And after they had mocked him, they took the robe off from him and put his own raiment on him and led him away to be crucified. And there followed him a great multitude of people and of women. These women bewailed and and lamented him. But Jesus turning unto them said, Daughters of Jerusalem, weep not for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. And as they came along, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name, and they compelled him to bear Jesus' cross. And they came unto a place called Golgotha, that is to say, the place of the skull. And when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, there, there they crucified him. And the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Then they parted his raiments and cast lots. And the people stood there beholding. The rulers also with them scoffed Jesus, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he be Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. And an inscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew, saying, This is the king of the Jews. Of the Jews. They crucified him. They parted his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets. And then sitting down, they watched him there. And it was about the sixth hour, and there was a darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was rent in its midst. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. Having said thus, he gave up the ghost. 
died. Now when the centurion soldier saw what was done, he glorified God saying, certainly this was the Son of God. For as by one man's disobedience, Adam, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one, Jesus, shall many be made righteous. For God made Jesus to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth us from all sin, past, present, future. And who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Act three, the resurrection. Now, upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, some women came unto the tomb bringing spices which they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away. And they entered in, but found not the body of Jesus Christ. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed. Behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as the women were afraid, they bowed down their faces to the earth, and the angel said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? Jesus is not here, but is risen. Jesus then showed himself alive after his crucifixion with many infallible proofs, being seen of the disciples forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory in our Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, 
even when we were dead in sins, hath made us alive together with Christ, for by grace are we saved. And Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And all that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. I am the door. By me, if any enter in, he shall be saved. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saves us. For by grace are we saved through faith. And that not of ourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For he that hath the Son of God hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. And he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. But he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth upon him. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever believeth on Jesus should not perish, but have eternal life. Eternal life which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. With the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, the dead in Christ shall rise first. And God shall wipe all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things will be passed away. And in his presence is fullness of joy. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you also will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. These things have I written unto you, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. And that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved. 
who will, have, who will have all men to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the teaching and preaching ministry of the Ambassador Baptist Church. If this message was a blessing to you, please consider leaving us a review or sharing the message on social media. Thanks once again for tuning in.